Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Welcome to Twisted News. I'm Andrew. And today we have two stories about killers we thought you guys needed to hear about. The first covers a 1980 serial killer from Indiana with 20 plus victims. And then we dig into the preppy killer from NYC who has committed a bunch of crimes, including murder over the years. And yet, he was just released from jail. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted News. Number one, remains at farm are from 1980 serial killer. In 1983, deep within the rusted remains of an abandoned farm in Indiana, the body of a teenage boy was discovered. It would go on to become an unsolved mystery that would persist for nearly 40 years, but finally the body known only as Adam Doe would be identified as 16-year-old Keith Bibbs, and he was a casualty of infamous serial murderer Larry Eiler, a.k.a. the Highway Killer. The most insane aspect of Larry Eiler 
beyond the manner in which he tortured and killed his victims, the sheer number of killings he committed in such a short span of time. Between October of 1982 and August of 84, he killed 20 young men and had one attempted murder. This all happened around Illinois and Indiana. His victims were teenagers and men in their early 20s who were usually dumped in random fields or buried in isolated patches of farmland near highways and interstates. The reveal of Bibbs as one of these unfortunate souls was recently confirmed by the Newton County Coroner's Office, the DNA Doe Project, the Indiana State Police, and the Identify Indiana Initiative. The significant breakthrough comes after years of exhaustive efforts, and it brings closure to a case that has puzzled investigators and haunted families for decades. Newton County Coroner Scott McCord is now working to reunite Bibbs' remains with his family. Bibbs was the last of four victims found buried on the abandoned farm in 83 to be identified. The three others were Michael Bauer, John Bartlett, and John Brandenburg Jr. The process to identify Bibbs was challenging because his DNA was highly degraded making it a painstaking process that took over two years just to construct a workable DNA profile. This complex forensic case was finally cracked open in January of 2023 when a team of investigative genetic genealogists made progress in untangling Bibbs's convoluted family tree. Ironically, Another of Eiler's victims found on the same farm was also identified thanks to DNA technology back in April of 2021. John Brandenburg Jr., who was previously known only as Brad Doe, had been drugged and killed by Eiler. His identification was a collaboration between the Newton County, Indiana Coroner's Office, prosecutors, and the DNA Doe Project, who used GED Match, a public database of genetic samples, to cross-reference DNA samples from unidentified crime victims. Now, during his active years, Eiler left a path of pain and destruction behind him. He grew up in a volatile environment, rife with abuse, and was a closeted homosexual for most of his early life. However, his tormented past doesn't excuse the horrors he inflicted on his victims, many of whom were discarded near the U.S. interstate network. His sadistic practices involved coercing young men to come hang out with him, usually offering alcohol, which he would then lace with sedatives to subdue his victims. All his killings involved restraining his victims, and several of them were subjected to degrees of sadomasochism before being stabbed and or slashed to death. Several of these individuals would then be disemboweled. Despite his violent spree, Eiler managed to evade justice for a time due to a lack of evidence. He was first arrested in 1983, but a judge ruled his detention illegal, leading to his release in 84. His final victim, Danny Bridges, was murdered later that year in Eiler's Chicago apartment. The discovery of Bridges' remains led to Eiler's arrest, trial, and eventual death sentence. Myler didn't even spend a decade behind bars, though. He died in prison in 1994 at the age of 41 due to age-related complications. His heinous crimes continue to haunt the memories of his victims' families, 
and the law enforcement officers who worked tirelessly to bring him to justice. And now, with the identification of Keith Bibbs, another chapter in the grisly tale of the highway killer is closed, bringing a semblance of peace to this long and twisted story. Number 2. NYC Preppy Killer Released Again Robert Chambers, known infamously as the Preppy Killer, has been freed from jail recently at the age of 56, more than three decades after his heinous act of brutality where he strangled a teenage girl in the heart of New York City's Central Park. It was the summer of 1986 when 18-year-old Jennifer Levine and 19-year-old Chambers first crossed paths. The two hung out in the same high society circle that painted the town red at coveted venues like Studio 54 and the ill-fated Dorian's Red Hand Bar on East 84th Street, which still is up and running today. Levine, a college-bound beauty, was attracted to the charismatic Chambers, who was known as a ladies' man as well as an ardent drug user and dealer, and a petty thief. Despite the red flags, though, she was into him. On the warm summer evening of August 26th that year, in the early hours of the morning, Levine once again confessed her deep feelings for Chambers inside Dorian's. And what should have been a romantic encounter then turned deadly when Chambers led her to Central Park, promising intimacy near the Metropolitan Museum of Art. For reasons still unknown, Chambers' demeanor turned violent once they found their secluded area. What ensued was a terrifying three-minute struggle as Chambers strangled Levine, her nails desperately clawing at him. He viciously beat her and smothered her with his denim jacket before fleeing the crime scene. Chilling discovery was then made by a passing bicyclist. 911 call led authorities to Levine's battered body, her mini skirt arranged in a grotesque display, blouse and bra pushed up. Investigators zeroed in on Chambers as a prime suspect fairly quickly, with the deep scratches on his face and neck matching the bruising on Levine's hands. After a series of lies, he would go on to finally admit to killing the girl, twisting the narrative to claim it occurred during a bout of rough but consensual intimacy. The legal proceedings concluded with a plea deal. Chambers pleaded guilty to manslaughter and received a 5-15 to 15 year sentence. In 2003, he was released after serving the maximum sentence. The law caught up with him two years later on a misdemeanor drug charge, resulting in a 90-day sentence. But 2008 saw him return to the cold confines of a prison cell when his cocaine and heroin operation run in collaboration with his girlfriend, Sean Koval, was discovered. But now, once again, this gem of a guy is back on the streets on parole, raising questions about our justice system once again. Will he do something bad and end up in jail again, or live a nice quiet life in the suburbs of NYC? Only time will tell. So there were two of the most scary and strange news stories that we have for you guys this week. If you like this episode and want more podcasts from us, 
Go check out the Everytown Podcast, where we do deeper dives into the most insane true crime stories you'll find. And we dig deep to get you the stories you've never heard of. I promise you'll like it. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and I'll see you guys soon.